Thanks for joining us for another amazing message from C3 Church Calgary. Our hope is that our podcast will equip and connect you to Jesus. Now prepare your hearts to receiving something new from God today. I just love our church. Who loves C3? Who loves C3 Calgary West? I know we have people visiting from all places today, and, and you're welcome here, and we, and we love you so much. And, but, uh, and my prayer and hope is that you guys are as excited about your local church, about your place where God's placed you, as I am about C3, because I really do think it's the cat's pajamas, it's the bee's knees, it is the best thing since sliced bread. So um, but today I'm going to be talking about a passion for the house of God. Have we got any passionate people here? Come so we've combined services for summer, and that means like just by doing a little bit of math, that's like double everything, double noise. So we've multiplied. So now like one service a couple weeks ago is like half as quiet as today's going to be because there's two services here. So we should be loud and excited and passionate and ready. So are you guys passionate about being here? That's it. Come on, we're waking up. We're feeling good. But there's so many things. I should introduce myself. My name's Stephen. <laughs> um, my wife, Brittany, was the one singing over here on stage. And uh, we've been a part of the church here now um, for a couple years. Uh, well, Brittany, a lot longer. And then we had a bit of a, a stint in Australia at, at C3 there. And, uh, and now we've been back here a couple years. And we're just getting ready to launch C3 East Village into the city which is a campus of, uh, of Calgary West. And it's not just uh, us doing that, it's not just our team, but as a combined church body, we are launching C3 East Village. And uh, so I'm gonna give us an update about that uh, later on in the month, um, not today, although I'm tempted to get distracted and do that. I won't, I'll, I'll stay on. But we're super excited about uh, C3 EV, East Village happening. And you'll get an update if you're here in the next couple of weeks. So, um, but there's so many things that uh, since I became a Christian over 20, uh, not over 20, over 15, probably about 15 years ago now, um, that, you know, that, that I've got wrong and continue to get wrong. We're all sort of a, uh, a work in progress. Is, is there any works in progress here today? Good, good. There's a few of us. Some of us have it sorted out, but uh, that guy's not up here at the moment. But one thing that, um, that is continuing to, and, and I've just caught since the, the day I came into church, is a love for the house of God, a passion for his people, his body. So many people dismiss the church nowadays and say, well, I don't need the church. I don't need the house of God. I just need Jesus. And, and why, why, yes, it, it is you just need Jesus. That's like coming to me and saying, you want to be in relationship with me. You want to be my friend, but you want nothing to do with my wife. And, and then to start talk, talking about my wife, like, and you know what they, she does wrong? This, 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 and this. But I'm going to be great friends with you. No, like the, the, the church and the house of God is the bride of Christ. And so, yes, you can have a, a relationship. Uh, God loves you. Jesus loves you. But if you're dismissing the church, if you're not passionate about the house of God, then there's a, there's a, uh, a sort of a stopper that gets put in your relationship, um, just like a husband and wife would. If you said that to me, but then said, yeah, but we're going to be great friends. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if you can sort of just criticize my wife and then be my friend. And it's the same with the house of God, I believe anyway. So, um, so I'm going to talk about that today. And we're going into a month of, um, of uh, going into stories. I, I don't know what screen's up behind me. 
I don't know. That's awesome. So we're going, that's the We Have a Story. So this is a, like a pre-We Have a Story. But we're going into a month where we're going to hear people's stories and, and testimonies and, and sort of what God's doing in their life. And this is like a, a precursor to that. But today I'm going to speak on Psalm 84. Um, so if you've got your Bibles, uh, turn to Psalm 84. I love the Psalms. Who loves the Psalms here? Yeah, the, um, the Psalms are uh, like a, a combination of, of poems and songs and hymns that are that were written by all kinds of different authors um, and the, the Israelites at the time and, and right up into modern times, the church has been singing them as songs and, and poems. I love the emotion and the realness that comes across in the Psalms, that, um, that it's people just crying out to God. And so here in Psalm 84, we have the author is unknown, um, but he's talking about his love uh, for, and he's he's longing to be at the temple in Jerusalem, which is representative of the house of God and the presence of God. Today I'm talking about a passion for the house of God and a passion for his presence. I want you to hear the heart in this psalmist as he as he's singing, as he's away from the temple and he's singing about his love for it. So if we're there and it'll come up on the screens um, behind me. But um, Psalm 84, I'm going to read through the whole thing. And today my my... My goal is not to uh, instruct, it's to inspire. My goal is not to teach, it's to encourage. And it's really just to try and uh, expand on this heart that the, the psalmist has for the, the house of God and the temple of God and for his presence. So I want you to, to hear the, the emotion and hear the heart behind this as we read along. So Psalm 84, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord, a host, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are on the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Bacar, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold my heart and flesh. Oh, wrong page. Let me just turn around. For the Lord who walk, O oh Lord, of no good thing does he hold from those who walk uprightly. Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Wow, what a, what a psalm there. I love this so much. I love the heart. I love the passion. I love that longing for the house of God, for his presence. Um, as New Testament believers, we know that that the, tail, uh, the, the, the veil was torn and the presence of God is not only now in the temple, but it's, it's amongst us wherever we go. But there's something amazing. There's something so powerful in coming together as the church in the house of God, worshiping and experiencing his presence together. And so today I'm going to talk about um, the, the house of God and the, and the church and the, the presence of God. Um, and having a passion for both of them. And so I, I just wanted to put that sort of stipulator in there that we know that the presence of God is with you no matter where you go this week. It's not just here, but this is a place where you can come and experience God with his people and, uh, and then build upon that during the week. 
So um, just as I sort of, we're going to go through um, each sort of section there of the psalm and expand on it a, a little bit. So I guess first I just wanted to say, I, I'm just, as I've been praying into this message and getting ready, I, feel, I felt like there might be three groups of people that we all fall into here. Um, and obviously that's a generalization and we're all at different places. But broadly, I, I felt the Lord say today that there's people here who have a passion for his presence, a passion for his house, and, and long for it. And at the moment, at this point in life, uh, you're, just, you're more in love with the presence of God than ever. You're more in love with his house um, than ever, and you're just going for it. And I just want to say, well done, and keep going. Um, but I feel there's a group of us who are like that. I, I believe there's another group here this morning who we used to have that passion for the house of God. We used to have that, that passion for his presence. Um, but for whatever reason, uh, circumstances, hurts, sickness, things that have come up in life that we weren't expecting, that passion's been stolen from us. I believe that's going to break today, and you're going to receive that passion again. Um, and, and I also believe today that there could be people who have never had that passion for the presence of God and never had that passion uh, for His house. And maybe you've been in church all your life, and it's been a, just because you know that's something you should do and maybe you haven't felt like doing it but you've done it anyway and, and today I want to say to you well done you've been obedient even though you didn't feel like it you've been obedient that's awesome that's I we're such a, a feelings driven uh society and culture these days that well if I don't feel like doing it I'll, I won't do it and so for the, if you're in that category that you've never felt that passion um and maybe it's been a religious duty I want to say well done but I believe today there's more for you that the, the, the got to gets to become a get to, that you get to do this. You don't got to do it. You don't have to do it. That today that God's going to stir in you a passion for his presence, for his house. Amen? Let's do it. I hope you guys are ready. Um, so let's go over that psalm again. So how from chapter 84, verse 1, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Uh, the question I, I want to ask today, and I often joke, um, you thought you were coming to get answers today, you're going to leave with more questions whenever I speak. But uh, I, I just want to, after reading that verse, just put this question out to you. What does your soul long for? What does your heart and flesh sing to? I believe as, as Christians, we, we, we know what it should, and then our feelings don't align with that sometimes. And, and, I, and that's fine. Like, that's awesome. God created us that way. But, um, but let us seek and align ourselves with what God has, has the desire that he's given us, what he wants us to, to, he wants us to seek his presence. He wants us to love his house. He wants us to be passionate about it and not just attend, but be, be uh, totally consumed by his presence. It says in Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2, if then you have been raised with Christ, who's been raised with Christ here? He's, there's people who've been raised with Christ. It says, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. You know, there's so many things on earth that distract us from seeking his presence, from putting our mind to the, to the heavenly realms. But I just want to encourage you today. Let's put our, um, let's put our, let's, you know, as we all just agreed that we've been raised with Christ, let's continue to seek him, to seek his presence, to love his house. You know, um, I don't know if any of you guys uh, have like a, a certain tradition or thing that you do to, to spend time with God. So for example, I'm from a place called Tasmania. 
Um, other side of the world, lots of ocean around it. Um, so my thing I used to do, of course, I was praying daily and reading the word whenever I could, um, and that was a habit. But there was times that I needed a getaway where I'm just in the presence of the Lord. So I'd paddle my surfboard uh, out um, behind the waves, and I'd sit behind the waves for a couple hours and just just soak in His presence. Some days I'd just sit there and, and wouldn't even say anything, but I'd just be in the presence of the Lord. I know there's some people here who, um, so now I don't do that, obviously. It's more of a head out to Wypress and um, get into nature kind of thing. There's, there's people here, you have things that you do, and I just want to encourage you to keep doing them because when we sometimes get ourselves out of our environment that we're in, away from the busyness, away from work and from just our normal environment, and we go to a place, we take, our, take ourselves to a different place, we experience the presence of God in a new and a fresh way. So um, I just encourage you to find that. It's different for everybody. For some people, that could be a, a cup of coffee you know, on the balcony in the morning. For others, it could be a late night walk around their block. For others, you have to go and shoot at targets and things, whatever it is for you. I just encourage you to find that thing where you just experience the presence of God in a new way. Um, so in verse three, it says, even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. You know, we're talking about the courts of the Lord here, and there, there is a place for, all, for anybody, no, regardless of status, regardless of size, re, regardless of how you feel about yourself, there is a place for you in the house of God to flourish. Regardless of what the world would say, how much value you have, or what, um, you know, what job you have, or if you have a job, the house of God is a safe place to flourish and grow. You know, when I first came into church, um, like 15 years ago, uh, I didn't have any church background, um, and so I didn't have any of the church traditions and stuff, so I'm going to talk about later in the month some of my uh, experiences of that, of coming from one culture into a new culture, but, um, but I found a place that just a little guy, like I think I was 13 years old, uh, quiet, like would never get up in front of anyone and, and talk, um, could come and just flourish and be safe in the house of God. And, and I believe there's a, a place here for you to flourish, no matter where you're at, whether you're way further along than me, whether it's your first day here today. In the house of God, you can flourish. You can find a place to be safe, to grow, to discover your identity in Christ. Um, I just feel really strongly to, and this isn't something I thought I'd do, but I feel like there's people here today who your experiences of church, not necessarily here, but just in life, uh, has made you feel like you cannot flourish in the house of God. And um, somehow I found myself stumbling to a platform and I'm representing uh, the church here today. And I just want to say to you, like on behalf of the church, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you've ever felt that way. I, I, I feel like God's moving on some people now. So I'm sorry that you've felt like you had your destiny stolen. I'm sorry like you felt like it wasn't a safe place. And I'm sorry that um, whether it was through imperfect people doing imperfect things, that that was stolen from you. I'm sorry. But I believe today that you can be freed from that and that you can find a place where you're going to flourish into freedom and into the destiny that God has for you today. Amen. So good. Okay. Must be dust flying around and getting in my eyes here. Ashes, can you fix that? Close the windows. <laughs> okay, so 
Um, moving on. Um, verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. You know, I love that word there in verse, in verse 4. Um, if we can have that come back up. Um, it says, blessed are those who dwell in your house ever singing your praises. You know, the word dwell is very different to attend. The word dwell is very, uh, very different to just come along to. Uh, the, the word dwell, and I looked into the, the definition, both the, the dictionary and the biblical definition of, of, in that context, that word dwell. Those who dwell, it, it says, dwelling is to abide. Dwelling is to lodge. Dwelling is to live. It's to reside. It's to stay in the house of God. So it says, blessed are those who abide in your house, ever singing your praises. You know, there's, if you're just attending church today, that's awesome. I'm so happy you're here, but I want to encourage you and that there's more. You can abide, you can dwell, you can become very part of it. It's no longer, uh, I encourage you, if this is your church and you're a, you're a member here, don't say oh, over there at the C3 church, say at my church, at our church. Start to get some ownership in the church to dwell in it, to abide in it. And that's where the blessing is. You know, it's not something that we're trying to push and to do. It's a biblical thing that blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. There's so much more for us, for us all here today, as we dwell, as we abide, as we find our place in the house of God, as we, uh, as we become a part of it. Um, if we want to experience the longing and the, and the heart that this, the psalmist has, and, and I'm nowhere near, I, I want that, I desire that so much. Um, I believe it's impossible without shifting from simply visiting church to dwelling in it, from watching to participating, from consuming to contributing in it. We don't just go to C3, we make it our home. We don't just go to our local churches that we're visiting, but we make that our home. We dwell in that place. And, and as we do that, um, and also not just at the church, but as we uh, don't just visit the presence of God, but we abide in the presence of God, whatever that looks like for you. When we dwell in the presence of God, not just check in when we're having a bad day, that's where the blessing comes. Amen? Amen. So I just want to encourage you to, to, uh, that you are blessed, that God wants to bless you so much, but he wants us to abide. And, and it's not him that holds, holds back the blessing. Sometimes it's things that, that we do and things that we can, um, can you put up and uh, ideas and things that we need to shift. But he wants to bless you so much. He loves you. You're awesome. He's so happy you're here. I'm happy you're here. It's good to have some people to talk to. It's, it's nice. Um, so blessed, and then it also says in verse 5, blessed are those whose strength is in you, in, who, in whose heart are on the highways to Zion. So blessed are those whose strength is in God. Blessed are those whose strength is in God. Not blessed are those who are strong. It's blessed who are strong in God. Not blessed are those who are put on a brave face. Although that's a great thing. Sometimes we need to push through. It says, blessed are those whose strength is in God. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Isaiah 40 verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. It's God who our strength is to be found in. When you're weak, he is strong. And some of this is, this morning, we've been beat up, been beat down. Life has got, got on top of us. But it's not in being strong where your blessing is going to be. It's being in resting in God's strength. It's in relying on God for your strength. Um, I, I just pose a question to us, and, and this is what I had to pose to myself uh, as I was preparing this message. Why am I trying to be so hard? That's why am I trying so hard to be strong on my own power? 
Why am I trying so hard to, to put on a brave face? We're to be strong in the Lord, and that's where we get our strength from. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, not in your own strength, but because of his strength. You can overcome whatever obstacle you're facing, whatever obstacle you're facing, because of God's strength and because he's on your side and he thinks you're awesome and he knows you're going to make it. He knows you're going to overcome. You can be strong in the Lord. But when we try to be strong in our own accord, eventually we drop that weight. Eventually it wears us down. But in God, our strength just goes, keeps going. We keep getting stronger and stronger. It says in verse 6, as they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. You know, the, the valley of um, Baca, there, there's not that much known about it. It's known that it was a very dry place. And, and obviously the psalmist is talking about people traveling through it to get to the house of God. And it's also a nickname it had was the Valley of Weeping. It's a pretty heavy nickname. You know, towns sometimes get nicknames. Uh, um, Cowtown, Cow, Calgary, Cowtown, right? Um, just thinking Valley of Weeping, Winnipeg. I don't know. No. <laughs> See, I had to make it far enough away. It was going to be Edmonton, but I thought we were a little bit close. <laughs> There's the, but the Valley of Baca has this nickname, the Valley of Weeping. It's not a nice place. It's a dry place. You know, and, I, and some of us here today have been in a dry place that feels like for a very long time. We've been in a valley of Baca, and, it's, and, it, and it feels like there's no hope. We're dried out. We're worn out. We're not doing great. And I want to tell you today that you're going to come through this valley. You're going to make it to, the, to Zion. And, um, and it's because I love that. It says, as they go through the valley of Baca, as they go through the dry place, as they go through the, the place of weeping, it's not a place you stay. This season that you're in, it's going to end. The valley of weeping is over. It might not be over in reality right here, but in God's time, it is over. And so if you're going through a valley right now, if you're going through a, a Winnipeg right now, if you're going through a place that, that, that you're not feeling great and you're feeling um, not energized, you're feeling not passionate, I believe that God is saying, keep going, keep going. You're going to get through it. This isn't a place that you're going to stay. It's a place you're going to get through. And and I love this. I'm, I'm getting a little bit excited. Is anybody excited in here today? Because I'm getting excited. It says that as they go through the valley of Baca, the dry place, they make it a place of springs. In your dry place, God will make it a place of springs. There's nourishment in that place. There's refreshment. You're not abandoned. You're not alone. It says the early rain covers it with pools. So God gives us, God is so good to us that while we're going through the valley, he gives us the refreshment that we need to get through. He doesn't leave it um, you on your own. You go from strength to strength when you eventually get to Zion, to the presence of God, to his house, to that place you're going, that destination he has for you. He gives you the power to get through that valley. Amen? So good. I love it. It's a transition period you're in. The valley is just a transition. It's on a way to a destination. Never forget that, that there's a greater place to go and you're going to make it. God loves you. He thinks you're awesome. You're going to make it. Seek him in those places and he turns those, into, those dry places into a spring. And he meets us into those dry, in those dry places. It says in Psalm 30, verse 5, Weep, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. There's a morning coming for you guys. Anyone who's in that situation, there's a morning coming. The weeping will finish, and God will deliver you. It says in Isaiah 58, verse 11, And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places. And give strength to your bones. You'll be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. It says there, 
desire, will satisfy your desire in the scorched places. Not after you get out of them, but in those places he wants to meet you today. So I, I'm going to, I got a little bit more before we finish, but I just want to let you know that at the end of this um, message, I'm going to open it up for a time of worship. We're going to bring the band back up. Not yet, but we're going to bring the band back up. Um, and we're going to have a time of, of worship. And we could treat that as just a, well, we're singing a song. But I actually believe that for any of us who are in scorched places, who are in valleys, that God's going to bring a nourishment and a rain in that, in that time of worship. And for those of us who have a dried out passion, he's going to stir a passion in us. And uh, anyway, I, I, spoiler alert, that's what's going to happen. So get ready. But we're still going. It's okay. So it says in verse 8, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. I just love, that's, I mean, I can't say anything else to that. The psalmist just nails so, so poetically and beautiful that a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Who was on the welcome team this morning? You guys get a shout out here. You're doorkeeping in the house of God. You guys are great. But I, I love what, what he's saying here is that even, even if I just, because at the time, um, if you're a doorkeeper in the house of God, you, you'd welcome people in. You wouldn't get to come in and experience the service. That was a duty, a job that you'd do. You're on the, a little bit on the outside of the temple there, but, you're still, but he's saying even that, even the lowliest of position in the house of God is so much better than being in the tents of, of wickedness. The lowliest position. So whether you feel like you're in a lowly position today or you feel like you're in the, the top of the world, whatever it is, you're in the house of God and that's better than anywhere else. That's better than being in the tents of wickedness. It's um, the tents of wickedness that represents the world you know you could be that on top of the game in in the world but if, if you, you haven't found a place in the house of God I'm sorry there's a part of your soul that you're missing and God would invite you in today and say um, these things aren't necessarily bad things but without being uh, in the presence of the Lord without bringing it under God and submitting it under under God's authority and God's kingdom then you're, you're missing out on something so much more um, so much more powerful, so much more meaningful. So it says in verse 11, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Um, I want you to hear that. No good thing does he withhold from you if you walk uprightly. And if you're in Christ today, that is you. See, we, this expression of walking uprightly isn't perfection. It isn't getting it all right all the time. It isn't, um, you know, ticking all the boxes and, and doing all that. But because we live under a, a New Testament covering, Jesus walked uprightly on our behalf. And, and he exchanged our unrighteousness. He exchanged our failures. He exchanged the things that we're working on and not getting right. And God doesn't look at those, but he looks at us and sees us walking uprightly. So we have a whole bunch of upright people here today who are, who are blessed because you walk uprightly and you trust in the Lord. So we can have the band back. That'd be awesome. I've asked the, the band to do the song we do here quite regularly, um, Psalm 84, and it's, a, and it's about that, that, you know, being in your courts better than a thousand elsewhere. But um, they're going to start playing behind me. But I just want uh, you to know that there's a, there's a passion and a hunger that, that we can't generate ourselves that we can't force to happen. We might be able to make it look like it, but, but it actually comes from in our core and in our soul. 
um, and, and, and in our spirit. And when our spirit comes alive, our body will become in line with that. So I'm not asking us today to, to fake anything. I'm not asking us to, to do hype. I just believe and I know and I've experienced that the God has, um, wants to stir in you a passion for the house of God and a place here, and a passion for His presence of God, a passion for His presence. He's, he's more passionate than us about getting us passionate about His presence. He's more passionate about church than even the most passion, passionate of us here, Pastor Tim and Pastor Melissa and all these guys. He's, he's even more passionate than them. God is so passionate about His house. He's so passionate about you, and He wants you to want Him so badly. And so this morning, we're going to deliberately, I've left some time here where we're just going to worship God, and we're going to, um, and we're going to do another song. And I just believe that God's stirring a passion within you. So if you're in a dry place and, and you want to have that passion stirred and that life come, this, this time's for you. If you're passionate and on fire for the house of God, you're passionate and on fire for His presence, this time's for you too, because we can always get more. And, and if, you're, um, if you used to be passionate and you used to have a fire inside you and you used to have, you just used to want God's presence so much and you feel like that's dried up, I want to assure you that, that that happens to all of us. That happens to, to every one of us. But today I believe God, if we're willing, He'll stir up a new passion in us. So let's just stand together. Um, and we're going to go into a time of worship. And I want you, where, wherever you're at, to do whatever you feel you need. It's between you and the Lord. So maybe if you feel comfortable, close your eyes now and just ask Him, God, what are you doing in me? I might not feel anything, but, but is there something you're wanting me to respond to? And so may, I'm not going to guide this time, but I'll, I'm, maybe I'll, I'll just make a few suggestions. Maybe, um, maybe you've found yourself, you used to like lift your hands and really get into worship. And now maybe you feel like, well, there's no point to that anymore. I feel dry. Maybe God's saying He wants you to step out today and, and worship a little bit more, open your spirit up. Um, we have an altar space here. So maybe maybe he's saying he wants you to come down to the altar as, as a symbol of God, I'm surrendering all to you. I, I want that passion. I want that longing for you. Maybe he's just asking you to stay in your seat and close your eyes and soak in his presence. Whatever it is, I just encourage you, don't let this time go by without uh, taking advantage of an opportunity to stir that passion within you. So I'll just pray for us. Then we'll go into the song and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back up and I'll, I'll conclude the service. So... Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, for your presence. Lord, I thank you for your house here, that there's a place where we can come and experience your presence together. So Lord, I pray for each person here, Lord God, every one of us. Stir a passion within us, Lord God, for your presence. Lord God, continue to build that passion for the house of God. Lord God, as the psalmist cries, cries out here, he's longing, he longs to be in your presence. His, his heart faints to be with you and experience you in your house. Lord God, give us that desire, that passion. Stir in us a new passion as you, uh, as you lift us up as a church body today. God, you're not calling anybody out. You're calling us up to a new level of passion, Lord God. You're not calling us out that we've done anything wrong, but you're saying there's more here today. There's more. There's more. So I thank you, Lord, as we worship you. You would stir that within us. In your mighty name, Lord. Amen. Lord.
Yes, Lord, I just thank you. You're stirring a passion in us, Lord God. As C3 Calgary West, a passion for your presence, Lord. God, I thank you for each person today who's here, Lord God, that you've uh, you've come, not, your word comes not to bring bondage, but to bring freedom. That your word comes not just to restrict us, Lord God, but to enlarge us into who you've created us to be. So I pray for every person who's going through a dry valley right now. I thank you, Lord God, you bring refreshment and nourishment to them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, God, it's, that you remind us and you help us remember that you have a destiny and a purpose for us as individuals, for us as a church, Lord God. And we might be in a transition period. We might be going through a valley, Lord God, but you have a greater thing for us and you will take us there because you you are a God who is, uh, is leading us out of the scorched places into better lands, into the promised land, Lord God. So we speak life, we speak freedom, and we speak your nourishment in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So good. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Well, guys, I hope you were blessed by today's service. Um, I, we're going to finish up here. If you don't know Jesus, you've never made him your Lord and Savior. Um, there's an opportunity afterwards where, that you can come forward. We're going to bring the prayer team forward now. And um, any one of them would love to speak to you. I'd love to speak to you. Uh, anyone here, and we'd love, that would be a great step to make. But if you're going through a dry place that we've already prayed into, and you want someone to stand with you right now, and uh, you want someone to, to pray with you through this uh, season, our prayer team's awesome. They're warriors. They're prayer warriors. They'd love to pray with you. Any other need you have, um, they're here to pray. But uh, other than that, be blessed. Uh, have a great uh, have a great Sunday. Uh, and the cafe is open after after church today. We have after church cafe. So that's so good. You guys are just stoked for that. So um, go out. Don't rush off. Hang out. But out those doors works people who works people who are passionate for the house of God, passionate for His presence, and the people that God's taking into greater places. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, guys. message has impacted you. For more information about what's going on, please check out our website at myc3church.ca. Now go change your world.